0: podtackler the unofficial halo universe podcast presents episode 821 speed crawling recorded live on may 5th 2022 Hello everyone, welcome to Pod Tackler, the unofficial Halo Universe Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust And
1: I'm your other co-host, Godzilla D. T. 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 Go, D. D. T. There D. it is. T? T D? D. You sure you know who you are? Yeah, I think. <laughs> well, let me check my name tag. Oh, damn, I'm not wearing it. Nah.
0: <laughs> Anyways. Uh so season two is here. We've got a little bit of uh, some lore stuff to talk about with the new opening cinematic, which was pretty, pretty cool. Some ongoing lore with the multiplayer, some new customization, some more community drama, of course, as with everything that gets Well, released. you know, it is
1: Halo, so you know that everybody, it, you know, the one thing that has to happen is everybody has to complain.
0: Well, some people, not everyone, but sure, some people... So we're gonna go ahead and jump on into what we always do at the beginning of our podcast. Let's do the little community recap starting with our Fragon Friday last week. GT, how were things last week.
1: Went really well. Had a lot of fun. I played like crap. Per church normal, you know. <laughs> if you wanna watch yeah, if you wanna watch the podtacular Fragon Friday, that will show you how not to play Halo. I'm actually thinking about making my own series on my own channels titled how not to play Halo. <laughs> it's going to be really tough to produce because all I'll have to do is start streaming and play Halo. And I'll show you all the things not to do while playing Halo. So you're going to be the anti mint blitz. Right? Sure. Okay. Fair enough. We had some good games though. Yeah, we had some good games. No, thanks to me. <laughs> kind of hopped no, around. We, it, it was enjoyable. Uh I yeah, I was I was getting frustrated because you know, the lack of a starting range weapon sucks in Btb. A little bit. A, a Especially lot Especially at the very have complained start about of, that. The map, uh, of the map. Of the you know, at, at the very start of the match. Because everybody runs to the range weapons. And so, you know, there's three of those or four, and that means there's eight other people that have to scrounge around for something other than a BR or a commando or stalker rifle or whatever, you know, probably did would have- help if I'd play more BTB and actually learn the maps to, you know, details. We had some good games though. We had a
0: lot of close, yeah. close games. We had actually some decent, do we actually do we get a stockpile?
1: No, Last we week? did not play stockpile. No. Thankfully,
0: I think stockpile was the only map or mode that we didn't play. But we actually got to play on every big team map, which was actually a lot of fun.
1: That's, that's not hard to do. There's only well, three. no, no.
0: Overall, though, it was it was a lot of fun.
1: Yes, it is. Lots yeah. of good close uh, games. Enjoyed it a lot. Like said, the you know I'm just. Frustrated with my own ineptitude at playing the game. And we've all got that at some point. Yeah, yeah I'm still, I've always had I'm it. I'm still struggling. It doesn't go, it doesn't go away. <laughs> but anyway.
0: Well, as long as you're having fun with people that you enjoy.
1: so. Well, I, yeah. The, the best parts playing with friends and getting to play with the community as well. It's a, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, you also did a little bit more of your... Lazo run, I believe, before Achieving Halo on Sunday.
1: I finished. Lasso. Yay! Yay! Bleep I got bloop. it all done. I got my gamer score. Yes. Yes, I got Gamer Score. <laughs> and then I... Before the update went live, I started a legendary run with the tank gun. Ooh. And... I am recording that and I'm probably going to post that up on my own channel on YouTube and just a no commentary run just a it's cutscenes and everything. So I'll probably break it up into chunks.
0: I'll well, have fun with achieving halo. Cause there's no more tank gun glitch after <laughs>
1: the season dropped. Yeah, unfortunately not, but I'll be interesting to see the new strategies they come up with though. Now that you don't have the tank gun, you cannot jack the Pelican anymore. You can't do the fusion coil launches anymore with the grapple. Yeah, which I'm upset with people that are complaining about that. <laughs> I yeah. will not deny. I will not deny it was a lot of fun, but I knew from the very beginning that they were glitches and they were gonna get fixed. Yeah.
0: In one part, I kind of appreciate where the speedrunning community is coming from. I do, but in another part, it's like kind of the writing was on the wall. I think that a lot of these I knew things for sure were the not tank gun intended. Was going
1: away. The whole pelican thing, mm, sixty forty, and yeah. the fusion coil thing. I honestly thought they probably wouldn't even mess with that, but apparently they. Decided differently. The one thing I have not seen yet is anybody do the excavation site glitch yet. Well, apparently they took that away. I I haven't heard anybody complain about it yet, at least.
0: Well, I I know that was something that they patched. Yeah. Because it was in their patch notes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's just stuff that I understand why people liked it. But again, they were game breaking. Yeah. They they really were. They it kind of Well, the fusion coil and the tank gun. The Pelican thing, that was just kind of a neat trick, but Yeah, the Pelican thing I, I was maybe a little
0: bit probably didn't need to patch that one out, but definitely the tank gun and the fusion coil was like, okay, yeah, these these are definitely game breaking glitches. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they patched the hole in the wall without letting people know. I mean, they at least posted in the patch notes in the
1: forums that the other 3 were getting fixed. Mhm. Well, with you know, people claiming the lasso on Infinite is the easiest of all of them, what did you think they were going to do?
0: <laughs> yeah. It it is what it is at this point. I'm not surprised at seeing them patch it. Mm -hmm. It's certainly campaign
1: breaking. No, it's campaign crushing. I I understand. Especially with the excavation site glitch. (laughs) I understand where a lot
0: of speedrunners are upset with changing how the campaign kind of functions. One of the biggest things I've seen being brought up is in every previous Halo game they haven't really touched the campaign at all as far as the glitches and exploits like they have with Infinite. And But I
1: don't know that they've ever had anything as big as those have they? Maybe the excavation site glitch that one it could be equivalent to some of the other skips that speedrunners runner, speed have come up with I think part
0: of it the- Part of the other thing that you have to realize as well is the difficulty to accomplish some of those exploits. The fact that all three for all four of these exploits were easily doable by just about anybody.
1: Yeah, I did them. So it's if I can do it, it's way too easy.
0: It's one thing if Joker, Monopoly, like if they can do it, because obviously they they put time practice. and effort into it. Yeah, yeah. Mint Blitz. It's another thing if like me. there there are some speed running techniques that I can I can do. It they're hard the for me to here. do, but there's some that I can do. And same for GT. But there are others that you have to practice over and over and over again, like Silver does and Mint Blitz does to get them. And I think the fact that these were so easy of glitches to do. That's probably the reason why. And I'd be very surprised if there weren't a few developers on the campaign that were crushed by people just completely exploiting the campaign and be like, "Well, this kind of renders the campaign."
1: Yeah, uh, you know, speedrunner that skips three quarters of the freaking game. Yeah, Pin <laughs> says if we can do it, it's too easy. Well, it's the truth. Uh, Halo Four. There is a skip in which the mission where you're on the research station outside the Halo ring. Yes, where they move, the, where they have the composer. Well, there's a skip that skips a pretty sizable chunk of the mission. I can't do it. It involved, It's a concussion rifle jump, and I just can't pull it off. It just it doesn't work for me. I I just can't make it work.
0: Yeah. So I to me that's kind of that defining mark. If it's easily doable by your average Halo player, then I think it's yeah, it's definitely broken. Likely to get patched, which I think, in my opinion, that's what happened here.
1: Mm Hmm. I you know I think it's a good move. Am I sorry the tank gun's gone? Yes, because it was a lot of fun to play with. The whole jacking Pelican thing was fun, because it was just neat to be able to fly a Pelican.
0: Yeah, that one I, I didn't feel like was game-breaking necessarily.
1: No, although the Pelican could push into places where you weren't supposed to be yet.
0: Well, you can only do that because you were invincible.
1: Well, yeah, there was... You could push through certain barriers without being invincible if you were in the Pelican. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that. Yeah, what you didn't have free reign over the whole map, but there were certain places that you could push through and get to early. Okay. It it was probably the least egregious. Yeah, it bug most definitely was. Out of the four, I think. You know the whole grappling and ground pounding thing. That I kind of hope they didn't fix because that takes it takes some talent to do that. That takes a lot of skill because I I haven't been able to get that pulled off. I was able to get it pulled off but it didn't happen every time. It took me multiple tries to get it. Yeah. So I appreciate
0: where some of the history behind the developers haven't really patched things that Happened in campaign before, but I think the nature of these exploits really drives home the fact that these needed to be fixed. Mm-hmm. I sympathize with the speedrunners that are kind of disappointed with this. Another thing is the only thing that the studio told the community beforehand was that the tank gun was getting patched out. They didn't mention anything else getting patched out until they dropped the patch notes. So I think that was kind of fueled the fire. It was like, okay, it's one thing to like, tell us and patch it out. It's another thing to just patch it out without fair warning.
1: Well, you know, I don't, I don't think they need to give us fair warning on stuff like that. I, technically, I mean, they don't have to, but it, it kind uh, no, of... No, I don't think there's any real precedent. when It's just a courtesy. No other game other than in the patch notes, which now granted they could have released the patch notes early instead of, you know, exactly when the act, exactly when it went live, you know, they could have released the patch notes a couple of days early. That's fair enough. But I really, I don't want them to have to take time to put it out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter say, Hey, we're going to take this stuff away from you. I just don't think it it needs to be done now the the releasing the patch notes early would have been the right call, and I do disagree with how close the patch notes came out to the update I
0: but, think
1: it's it's something where they yeah they don't
0: they don't have to do it, but it's a good gesture and it's a measure of good faith mm-hmm. to the community to. It, it's right from... A, morale's not the right word, but I'm going to use... It's right from a morale sense than necessarily a legal sense or a...
1: No, I'm not, say, you know, I'm not say, saying it's illegal to do that. I'm just saying for lack of better words. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, technically they don't have to the, tell us anything. In the future, anything.
1: they'll be more informative when it comes to that kind of stuff. But again, anybody that didn't think that was going to get that those weren't going to get patched out was just lying to themselves. Now, the one thing that they did patch out, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry to see those things go, but it's better for the campaign that they're gone. The whole Spartan facing weird direction in the game loading screen, (laughs) you know, where it shows each Spartan. Sadly, I have yet to experience that.
0: (laughs) And they probably fixed that. Or they tried, they tried to fix that.
1: I've had missing Spartans, Spartans, but I've never had had them just randomly appear somewhere. (laughs) You think think about after patch or just in general? Well, since the launch of the game. Oh, okay. Every once in a while, you know, when they do that opening cinematic of, you know, they show each individual Spartan. Yep. I keep seeing these videos where, you know, one Spartan standing like, 40 feet over there facing the wrong direction mm-hmm. or is up on top of a box in the background or standing in front of another Spartan, while they're do their opening pose. You know, it's stuff like that.
0: So I think part of that actually comes into the fact that like, I know when we've played on and Friday, a few times we'll hear like shooting before, like while it's still black screen and while the mm-hmm. map is loading, I think your characters are actually loaded in before then. So you can actually move around and start shooting. And then whenever the cinematic actually starts, it locks your Spartan into place.
1: Well, no, in the cinematic, in the cinematic, your Spartan will be literally facing the wrong way.
0: Yeah. I think people may be like moving their sticks and
1: is possibly causing that. I I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. You know, that was that was a glitch. I didn't mind if it would stay because it was kind of funny to just see the different videos of Spartans standing in weird spots. Except for if you're the Spartan that's standing on the edge and you're one of those guys that likes to push forward right when you spawn in.
0: I don't remember if that was in the patch notes. I don't remember seeing anything about that specific bug being patched, but it's probably just amongst their whole list of other bugs that they're trying to fix. Mm-hmm. And Prestige... Yeah, I kind of agree. the The coil launching, while I never tried it, it, did seem more like a fun thing than necessarily a game breaking one. But
1: well, yeah. it was both. It was a fun one, but it it was also game breaking too because you could fly across the map if you not figured even out the really angles. That. It's how you could use it to get into places. Well, to bypass sections of the campaign. One of the first speedruns utilized coil launching to skip sizable chunks of the campaign. Okay, that makes sense then.
0: I only just saw the few where like, Mint Blitz was flying across the map. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just randomly. But, okay.
1: Well, I mean, you can still do some of that stuff. Like, whenever he's doing his vehicle launches and stuff, all that should still work. Hmm. I believe it actually does still work. I, I just haven't seen anything late you know, as of late to where he's actually done anything. there's good news mythbusters is going to have a heyday with like if they
0: i haven't checked to see if they did any infinite myths i think they did but
1: yeah they they're on they've done four episodes and they're going to have to they're going
0: to have to like
1: either amend them
0: or retest whatever campaign
1: specific ones there were uh, the ones that I've seen so far have been all multiplayer based. Okay. Since there's no co-op in campaign, they really couldn't. They haven't been. They they haven't been able to. They haven't done anything in campaign yet.
0: Well, and there's no theater. That's yeah. Yeah, you, they had to do it all first person. Which I mean, you could do.
1: Yeah, they could do it, and it, it's entirely possible. But. Yeah. Anyway, there's some good news about the big team battle map. The loot caves now have campaign weapons. Yes. Yes. I was going so to now there's an actual reason to capture the loot caves. Yeah, that's one thing that I was kind of wondering if they were going to address because we've played multiple matches where the opposing team never really even bothered with the loot cave.
0: But yeah, they were just kind of plain Jane. I mean, there were a couple of good things you could get: the active camo and
1: the hammer, shield, hammer, the Hydra skewer, sniper rifle. Yeah, the Hydra is not worth the wait. <laughs> but adding those special variants to the loot caves, I think will drive a lot more of the battle near those loot caves. Oh, and as Eric Kibu pointed out, loot caves are only on one map. Right. But they could be coming to n- other maps too. Future maps, hopefully, yes. With this update, I kinda like the idea of the loot cave. Mm-hmm.
0: If you can actually get weapons that provide you a sizable advantage, then the
1: the risk reward
0: becomes greater.
1: Pretty much anything that spawns in the loot cave would actually spawn in the map with the, no, actually I think everything would spawn in the map somewhere through drop pods or static spawns or so there was no real reason to go to the loot cave because the weapons were going to show up, in just the regular playing of the game anyway I just I think it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, how that changes the fights on that map
0: yeah I'm definitely curious we'll probably find out a little bit tomorrow with Dragon Friday so we'll see uh anything else on here uh we got attrition back for mm-hmm. the uh matchmaking playlist yep there's endless weapon drills now in the academy hmm there's also a new update to Xbox Series S built to support 120 hertz mode. Nice. So for those with the Xbox Series S console, now you can actually game at some higher refresh rate, get some more of those tasty frames per byte.
1: I tell you what, I've been enjoying it. It's really nice.
0: I played three last part in standing games before the podcast, and it was it's interesting. I'm, I'm seeing where the... lot. Kind of a lot of people were talking about there's almost everything there for a battle royale type mode. There he is. It it I mean it's it's like almost a BR, the last Spartan mm-hmm. standing. It's very close to a battle royale. If you just had like multi team in there, like maybe do a squad of three. So if you did twenty four players, that would be eight squads of three that you could have. Yeah. Uh currently with the last part standing on breaker the only th- things in the drop pods are active camo and overshield but you could put weapons in those so yeah it it seems either something very close to BR is on possibly the the radar of of halo infinite or there'll be enough options in forge to make it happen a lot of people have happen- really
1: interesting what happens when forge launches with that Yeah,
0: yeah. I I was going to say, I bet Forge is going to be huge, but with how everything has been kind of coming out with Infinite, might want to bridle my tongue a little bit on saying what they're going to come out with.
1: Well, I have no doubt that Forge will be huge. (laughs) I'm just curious as to what features are going to be in the Forge. Mm-hmm. What they've carried over from Halo 5's Forge, did they kev- bring over everything, and what new things they have added? So, yeah, well, we'll have to see. I'm not a forger, so yeah, no. Oh, I'm sure
0: there'll be plenty of plenty of things that we'll get to see. I mean, there'll be, be, be the Forge Beta. What,
1: uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what Duquesne has to say about it, and. The guys over at, uh, Forch Hub, chub Hub, Yes. Frank, <laughs> what they have to say about it and, you know, what kind of marks they give it as for, as far as a, what they call, you know, where they put place it in the quality of forging. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Come on September. Yeah. Come on September. And Forge is going to support so much. It'll mm-hmm. support the Customs Arena. It'll support the HCS Arena. Like Once, once Forge drops, Halo is going to transform. It, it really is. I'm waiting to see if you can pull off Speed Halo in Forge. Uh, I hope so. With how wonky the Hogs were before, <laughs> some of the uh, additional tweaks they made to the Hog, which apparently they added 170 pounds or something like that to the Hog, weight-wise in the game, with how often they tip
1: over. So you can't run over a pebble and flip? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, if you have a chance to go and check out the patch notes, there are some really intricate detailed notes that they provided. Like, this page is quite long on things Mm -hmm. that they, they did. And there's, like, expansions for each thing. So each thing has minuscule level details of notes that was done, but the mass was increased from thirty-one hundred thirty pounds to thirty-three hundred pounds. They increased the inertia tensor scale, which controls the resistance to change from thirty percent to eighty percent. They moved the driver wow, camera that's... position. They moved the t- rear tires back. They moved the rear tires out. They moved the front tires out and down. They changed how much the tires dip into geometry. Like there's a crap ton of minuscule detail in every little piece that they touched with this update.
1: Hey, pens hog run.
0: (laughs) So if you want to to check out everything,
1: hog all over again,
0: (laughs) a little bit. So lots of updates. I have not looked through this whole thing yet, but, There's a whole. So one of the things
1: things. that I really like that if you stick a grenade in a tank, it kills the tank instantly, not just puts it in overload timer or death. Okay. Okay. So that was a that was a good change. I appreciated that.
0: Like I said, I haven't had a chance to read through the full notes. We'll probably read through it this week and then come back next week with a little bit more of a thorough run through on some of the updates. And actually, once we have a chance to play. All the new stuff. Come back with the thoughts on on that
1: too. Yeah, this one's kind of the flying by the seat of our pants night.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's a let's get the episode out just because it is podcast night and there's a couple of things to talk about, and then let's go play. <laughs> so that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, let's see. Any other? No, that that was the screenshot from Twitter that was pretty much dropped. So all those different campaign uh, fixes that everyone was mm-hmm. up in arms about. Yeah. On the MC side of things, MCC side of things, there's two new nameplates that you can get if you log into Halo MCC this month. There is the Mental Health Awareness Month nameplate, and then there is the Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month nameplate that you can pick up in MCC. So all you have to do is just log into the game, and you'll be able to claim your nameplate. On the HCS side of things, uh, Kansas City happened this past weekend, and congratulations to Sentinels for taking home the gold. Uh, it was a pretty tough battle, kind of climbing up through uh, Cloud9. Cloud9 seemed to be kind of the the favorite going into the beginning of the weekend. They were getting a lot of good matches out, a lot of uh, 3-0s, 3-1s on the Cloud9 mm-hmm. side, but Sentinels... Clutched it in and pulled through, and they they got their uh, their trophy from this weekend. So, congrats to Sentinels.
1: Yes, congrats to Sentinels, and thank you for leaving town, because my traffic patterns were all screwed up. (laughs) Were they really? No, I have no idea. I don't go down to Kansas City. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just thought I'd make a funny. The old Tox, the
0: old Greenwall, Team Optic, like this whole, this whole squad has been together for a while, and they keep, they keep proving their worth. So, congrats to them for for everything that they they did this they weekend. Got skills they do, because obviously I don't. But anyway, <laughs> also congratulations to Walshy for earning a lifetime achievement award in esports. Well, congratulations, much deserved, definitely. He uploaded a little, uh, his acceptance speech of the award to his YouTube. So for people that want to go and and see who he was thanking. And he he went back to like all the way into high school when he was thanking teachers and his wrestling coaches and and all his Mm -hmm. parents and siblings for everything that they did to support him. So it was, it was cool. Walshi definitely has been a positive. Influence and contribution to the uh, competitive Halo scene, and is definitely worthy of that award. I believe.
1: Oh, most definitely. He's he's definitely been a huge part of that. It, as everybody knows, I don't follow the competitive Halo very closely. Most of what I find out about it is what we talk about on the podcast. Mostly mm-hmm. Dust talks about on the podcast, <laughs> but I know who Wall She is, and. I know what he has done for the community just over the years, and it it's well deserved yeah,
0: I don't know where the life the eSports awards were, Rhett's, I, um it was just something that popped up on Twitter, and I saw it on my YouTube feed. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh, I don't know where it was streamed if it was streamed, but yeah, apparently it was it was a thing also several content creators were out at Kansas City raising money for Make-A-Wish and they raised over $24,000 for Make-A-Wish during nice. the weekend. So there's uh, folks like Talkwin, Ubernick, Real Life Spartan, Oath, and uh, quite a few others who were there streaming throughout the entire weekend. So congrats to you guys for, for raising quite a, quite a bit of money for charity. That's, that's really impressive.
1: Good job. Feels, I feel bad that I was too tired to go down there on Sunday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Thanks, dust. There will always be other opportunities.
1: I'm, You know, I'm actually really happy that they brought that event to the central United States. Not necessarily Kansas City, but, you know, just where it's accessible by the middle part of the country yeah. uh, more easily.
0: Well, during the MLG Days in the 2000s, the central event was pretty much Dallas.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, more south. Yeah. I mean, we're central. Central. Yes. Actual, like nearly dead smack middle
0: in the country. Yes.
1: (coughs) Well, it's just that not a lot of events like that happen close to me. You know, we do have a Comic-Con, but it's nothing, not even close to what happens on the East or West Coast. Yeah. You know, it's pretty small time compared to, you know, the big events on the coast. So, it's kind of nice to have that stuff come closer to home. Sure. Yep. Other than some of the patch stuff,
0: the only other thing that we really have to talk about is the launch of Season 2 for multiplayer. And with that, we got some new multiplayer lore. So for those that Mm -hmm. haven't had a chance to watch the intro cinematic for Season 2 yet, uh, we're going to enter spoiler territories for a little bit. So fast forward about five minutes or so. We've got a whole sloth new of characters. We got a couple of uh, quick drops during the stream that 343 put out. Introducing some of the Season 2 content, which was a Spartan Elkin and Spartan Dean. But then we also have a new character, Iritus, who is a banished AI. And this isn't mm. your traditional covenant AI. No, this is like banished, obviously harbored some kind of AI during the downfall of Cortana or something like that and managed to... Pull together their own artificial intelligence construct that is similarly or on par with some human AI. Yeah. So there's a, a whole story behind uh, Spartan Ding going in, <laughs> finding an opportunity, <laughs> as they put it in the cutscene, uh, managed to grab this AI, which has basically incapacitated the Spartan in the suit. And after jacking in, we get to see the true nature of the AI, what the kind of purpose of the season two is with the training. Have you watched both cutscenes yet, GT? I no, oh, I have two. not.
1: Oh, so this is a little spoiler for you. I've seen one, uh I haven't seen the other one yet. Okay.
0: Cause they actually played out of order for me, so I got the second cutscene. Yeah. Before the first one. Nice. The one that they tell you, okay, here's the plan for actually rescuing Spartan Din and getting the AI out of his head. So, yeah, there's a, there's a two part two parter as far as the opening scene goes for season two. So this will be fun. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot in the canon fodder behind these characters, behind more of what this story is going to be about. So if you want to learn more details, go ahead and head on over to the latest Cannon Fodder. There's also some stuff in here about the new maps. Map lore is always an interesting thing to look at. Remember when a lot of the lore YouTubers would go into, just based on the descriptions that Bungie would put in the map in the game. And just (laughs) kind of add on that and like see how it connects to all the other lore. because. Mm -hmm. all the little descriptions tied into either books or campaigns or something. So being able to connect all those dots was always really interesting to see.
1: Yeah. But now cannon father just kind of lays it out all for us. Yeah, it does help. I have to admit, I love the banished AI's avatar. That's cool. It's wicked, isn't it? It's not exactly. I I like how they make it almost like a puppet. It kind
0: of reminds me of. What's that like? Floating mask from Crash Bandicoot.
1: I don't know. I never played the game, but yeah, it's freaking hilarious. Wait, I'm referencing a game you've never played. Well, there's lots of games I've never played. You have to understand that. Pen's f- mark this moment down. <laughs> my first, the first game console I actually owned was a PS One. Previous to that, oh, it was, I N- it was on my Nintendo, rather Super Nintendo. Okay, and the only thing I played on that was Mario Brothers and Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Okay, I do have a very limited library of video games that I've played.
0: I just thought Crash Bandicoot was just one of those. Even if you didn't play it, you you kind of knew what it was. But I guess I know what it
1: is, but I don't know the story behind it.
0: Oh no, it was a Crash Bandicoot, or it was a PS exclusive.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: But Between and, you and know, back when
1: I got my pay- when I was in my doing my PS one, I was into driving games, Gran Turismo two, Driver, NASCAR stuff like that. Then I moved into Xbox, where I pretty much played Halo, and gotcha. I played Halo, and I played more Halo, and then well, I guess- played some more Halo,
0: and after that, I'm guessing it was more Halo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's I'm just surprised that I threw out a video game reference that you didn't get. I just I well, just thought no, that was, was
1: I just I have not played I, I, my video game knowledge is relatively narrow. <coughs> Crash Bandicoot, I know who I know who the character is, I have seen the game, I've never played the game. Okay.
0: Well yeah, I'm referring to, to Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot, the kind of floating mask with the feathers on, on its head. So that's just what it reminded me of. Long tangent. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we've also Right. So as far as seasonal stuff, the current event is Interference. It's the first event for this season. And then Fractured Entrenched, the kind of actual longer season feature is going to be starting on May 24th so you've got a couple of weeks of this interference I haven't again read through everything to kind of figure out whether or not the next narrative drop is going to be after this first event or not it seems like it, it might be just based on naming but really don't know quite yet but we'll have to wait and see so that's all the stuff that we had to talk about tonight we want to go and play some Halo. So quick wrap up of things. You can follow our socials. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Hop on over to our Discord, podtackler.com Discord. That's where the community hangs out. We've also got a number of ways that you can find our content. We are on uh, Twitch for our live streams, YouTube. You can catch our podcast every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Fracking Friday, Friday, hosted by Chi-T at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays. And then achieving Halo 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays, and that is going to be actually changing real soon because I have to actually go back into work. No more teleworking from home. I thought, home you, I thought you already did that. Nope, that starts next week. So we'll be doing Achieving Halo on Sundays while we try to get prestige through his first run through of Halo Five Guardians. Once we get to the end of that, we're gonna. I'm gonna reevaluate when. It's going to be the best time for me to do Achieving Halo throughout the week. And I'll make an announcement for when we make that change. Thanks to our patrons over on Patreon. We have Colin Pins, and Prestige who are, have been loyally supporting us over there for more than a year at this point. So thank you all for the support that you have over there. If you want to support us monetarily, you can do so by subscribing to us on Twitch, becoming a patron. Patron. Or donate to us by going to podtaggler.com slash donate, and you can do that through PayPal. Otherwise, just reviews on podcasting platforms and word of mouth is a great avenue to get us uh, shared out there as well. GT, any final comments, thoughts before we jump on into season two on our own?
1: No, we got everything covered this time. Nice
0: little small package. Get a little bit shorter episode today. All right, thanks everyone for listening. For those in the live stream chat, if you want to hop in with us to do some King of the Hill or some BTB, feel free to go ahead and launch those games on PC, start up those consoles. We're going to go on to a break. We'll be right back. But for everyone else that's going to be heading out and to all our podcast listeners, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep on fragging them drugs.